With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometers of range. And Toolman, the complete tool center, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to Sports Day WA for a Thursday, the final show of the week. Thanks to Hayes and Mardo. The run home, however, goes five days a week and I'll be back tomorrow between three and five. We're here for the Kia EV6 uh, GT. World Performance Car of the Year and Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. Two great sponsors. A big hello to Ian Peterson, the head of Toolmart, the complete tool centre. If you're looking to support local business, then Toolmart are the people to see. There is a Toolmart store near you. So, tradies, if you want to get the right tool from the start and support WA tradies and businesses, then Toolmart is where you need to go. Check out where your nearest Toolmart store is. Toolmart, as we mentioned, they've been serving WA for over 45 years. And, of course, joint naming rights sponsors of uh, SENWA's Sports Day. Good on you, Ian. Thanks for your support. All right, uh, for the good oil for Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Some breaking news here. As we know, the East Romano Football Club stated earlier this season that administrative errors have been uncovered as part of an audit of their total player payments from last season. That was season 2022. And the Sharks uh, were the centre of an inspection into potential salary cap breaches that could lead to a heavy fine and possibly potential loss of premiership points for next season being 2024. Now, I believe that the audit and the investigation has been completed. Uh, The powers to be have worked through the process and in conjunction with the West Australian Football Commission, and an independent auditor, they've now determined the findings and the possible punishment of the East Fremantle Football Club. I believe that East Fremantle won't be doctored any points heading into 2024. They will incur a two-match suspended suspended sentence, that is two matches, eight points over the next two years. So if they in breach again then they will cop minus eight like South Fremantle and they will cop a $10,000 fine as well. So it's a $10,000 fine and a two-game suspended sentence over the next two seasons. So it does hang over them for season 2024 and 2025. Unlike what happened at East Fremantle, uh, South Fremantle, who copped a fine but also were doctored uh, eight points uh, before the first ball was bounced in the 2023 season. So there you go, some breaking news for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil. 
grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. What about last night? I know we're going to bring up the top seven stories of the week, but what a performance by Glenn Maxwell. Let's have a listen how he got to 100 and also what Maxie had to say post-match after that blistering performance last night. I was sitting in the change room and I didn't really want to bat, um, which is a bit different to last game where I was like so way too eager to get out there. But yeah, I was a little bit more chilled uh, when I got out there. I wasn't, didn't have many high hopes, I think. I've been pretty quick the last couple of days. Coincided with the, the sleepless night last night with the, with the family over. I think the circumstances of, I suppose, the timing of the wickets probably changed the way I would have gone about it. Um, if it was just me and Davey at the back end. I felt like I was just super selective, even with the, the boundaries I was hitting um, until I got to about 50 or 60, I was, I was literally hitting them flat through the gap or um, picking my spots pretty clearly where I wanted to go and then it was only at the back end where I, I tried to just pump everything. Oh yeah, sounded good. Plenty good enough over deep mid-wicket. 4-4-6, Maxwell to 89. Six more, Glenn Maxwell. That has gone a long way into the grandstand. Into the 90s. And again, Glenn Maxwell goes to 100. It'll be a no-ball free hit as well. A second World Cup ton for Glenn Maxwell. His third in ODIs and on the same ground and the same pitch as Aidan Markram set the record not long ago. Maxwell has obliterated it by nine balls. Yeah, just an amazing performance. Uh, it really was. And when you look at Glenn Maxwell, he smashed, as we said, the fastest 100 in the history of the 50-over World Cup. Australia thrashed the Netherlands by 309 runs in a third successive win of the tournament. And as you heard in the commentary, 18 days after South Africa's Aidan Markham uh, smashed a 49-ball 100 at the same stadium against Sri Lanka, Maxwell took uh, nine balls fewer to bring up his century. It was just incredible hitting. The all-rounder produced a blistering 106 or 44 balls, opened a Dave Warner made 104, and Australia racked up eight for 399 after electing to bat. And the five-time champions then returned to bundle out the opponents for only 90 in 21 overs, subjecting the Dutch at the same time to their biggest defeat in the tournament's history. That update there for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. And in the Sheffield Shield match, uh, which is currently uh, just concluded at the Adelaide Oval between Western Australia and South Australia, it's been a tough day, actually, for the West Australians. Uh, they started OK. Uh, Sam Whiteman and Cam Bancroft got the West Aussies off to a decent start at the Adelaide Oval. But uh, they fell in a bit of a screaming heap uh, later in the day. And the scoreline for WA in the first day's play against South Australia... Well, we're trying to get it up on the screen, but it's not there. Uh, I'll bring it to you in just a moment. All right, uh, that is for Polaris. WA, by the way, all out for 241. All out for 241. And the Redbacks in reply, no wicket for 27. We'll take a break. 
that's brought to you that cricket update for Polaris. Plate clearance deals on now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS. Plus get $1,000 free accessories. It's uh, seven past five. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Yes, you can join us anytime on the Temper of Bedshed text machine. And that number is 0487 736 736. What do you think about the sanction against the East Randall Football Club? As I mentioned, I believe it will be announced in coming days. A two-game suspended sentence over the next two years. And I think a $10,000 fine to go with the investigation into a salary cap and administrative breaches. Two games suspended sentence over the next two years and as well as that, a $10,000 fine. So they will start on a level playing field in 2024. The WAFL Premiers uh, and not copying uh, the same penalty that South Fremantle got this season where they started with negative eight points uh, with their two-game suspension. But uh, it was inflicted in uh, the season just gone, 2023. All right, as we do on a Thursday, we get into the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar, the top seven biggest stories of the week. And as I do every Thursday... I'd love you to text me, 0487 736 736. What is, what is the biggest story of the week? See if you can get it right before we get to number one. We'll kick it off now. Number seven. Trying to withdraw and lunge and pull away from that, but too late. Here's Richarlison. Son can turn, Son can shoot, and Son can score. Ten minutes before half-time. Fulham have kept it really nicely. Give it away here. And Son. To set up the second and Madison has slid it in. And Fulham, again, authors of their own downfall. Well, when you look at news bulletins, whether it be TV or radio, they now feature Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham Hotspur every time, the day after or the evening they play. And they've had their best start to a top-flight season in more than 60 years. And with a 2-0 win over Fulham, it sent them two points clear of the Premier League summit on Tuesday morning, our time. And great to hear Martin Tyler calling the action, who's returned back to television commentary after resigning from Sky Sports about three months ago. One of the best in the business. Number six. And obviously, Wembenyama sent off to that. There it is. The first points in the career of Victor Wembenyama. Yes, his debut game, and of course, he scored the 19-year-old that everybody is talking about, and one wonders what uh, the future will hold. Uh, And for the first three quarters, the stat line wasn't impressive. What, six points, uh, two of four shooting, but uh, the jaw-dropping highlights seen in the preseason were mostly absent. Uh, A bit of foul trouble kept him on the bench for all but 16 minutes, but the fact 
that uh, he showed so much. An impressive rookie in San Antonio Wednesday night. Uh, it looks like it's going to be one heck of a season and he will have a huge following through this NBA campaign. Number five. I think for us it's um, a greater clarity for our program moving forward. Um, some really good clarity for our players. But, you know, re- reflect m- m- took us through the hub, um, through the COVID period, um, transitioning our list as well and has been our coach for the last three seasons and there's been some challenging times there um, with the group and, and the hub and things like that. But I think for this decision, it just gives us really good clarity for all of our players moving forward um, and the program as well. And uh, it's a really united group and looking forward to um, what we continue to build. And that's Michelle Cowan. She was featured on SEN's Run Home uh, uh, during the course of the week after Michael Pryor decided to step down immediately as coach of the AFLW team for the West Coast Eagles. Uh, Michelle Cowan is actually the head of the women's program at the Eagles, and she was speaking about uh, Michael Pryor. As we know, got himself in a bit of trouble uh, regarding some comments that he made after their huge 70-point loss to the Melbourne Demons about the fixturing of the AFLW competition. And there was probably no comeback from that. So after three seasons, he's stepping aside. And as Trevor Nisbet, the West Coast Eagles CEO, pointed out, they're now on the search for a brand-new coach for the West Coast Eagles AFLW team for 2024. Number four. He's a perfect 10. Not only champion of Australia for a 10th time, but he is the best player on the planet again. He is not just the heir to greatness. He is greatness. Yes, and of course, Novak Djokovic headlines a new look United Cup. And he's coming to Perth. We haven't seen him since 2013. We've got great memories of the old Hopman Cup. And the United Cup is a bit similar. So we look forward to seeing Novak Djokovic here in Perth, representing Serbia. And five of the world's top 10 women and nine of the world's top 20 men will feature at this exciting, innovative mixed team event in 2024. Of course, it gets underway in that same window just after Christmas and into the first few days of the new year as all the top players come down under to prepare for the Australian Open at Melbourne Park. Number three. We've got a number of people now heading out the door indicating that Eddie Jones' days are numbered as Wallaby's head coach. Um, Of course, he's contracted through till the end of 2027, but speculation has been rife he'll be leaving ever since uh, the start of the World Cup when there were reports that he'd taken an interview with Japan. Um, we now know that um, uh, his assistant coaches, um, additional staff, uh, the team manager um, have, are all going. They've all departed. Um, some of them were only contracted through to the World Cup, um, some of them through to the end of the year, but they're all gone. And uh, the fact that they weren't re-signed um, following that disastrous campaign in France is one thing, uh, but also uh, when we read between the lines and the close relationship he had with the team manager and the circumstances around that, um, we understand that Eddie is on tenuous ground. 
So there you go, uh, and that uh, is uh, Jamie Padderham from Code Sports. Uh, he was on Sports Day New South Wales suggesting that things are about to blow up at the Wallabies. The fact that a lot of the assistant coaches have been let go, and Eddie Jones looks like uh, he'll be given his marching orders as well. And we may see and hear more about that uh, in the next few hours, if not in the next 24 hours. Eddie Jones looks like he's out the door as coach of the Wallabies, as Jamie put out after a disastrous uh, World Cup campaign where the Wallabies failed to get out of the pool stage. But saying that on a more positive note, it's a big weekend for World Rugby because it's the final of the World Cup in Paris, and it will be the South African Springboks taking on the New Zealand All Blacks, the two best nations currently in world rugby. Number two. Oh, yeah, sounded good. Plenty good enough over deep mid-wicket. 4-4-6, Maxwell to 89. Six more, Glenn Maxwell. That has gone a long way into the grandstand, into the 90s. And again, Glenn Maxwell goes to 100. It'll be a no-ball free hit as well. A second World Club Titan for Glenn Maxwell, his third in ODIs. And on the same ground and the same pitch as Aidan Markram set the record not long ago, Maxwell has obliterated it by nine balls. Yes, uh, just repeating Glenn Maxwell, a record-breaking feat at the World Cup last night for Australia against the Netherlands. 106 of only 44 balls. Number one. But Russo has her pocket picked, and here's Sam Kerr. She's going to need some support. Kerr running at bright. Kerr with a shot. Oh, I say that's incredible! Yes, and viewed millions and millions and millions of times over. That goal that Sam Kerr struck after England went 1-0 up in the semi-final and she equalised for the Matildas at the recent FIFA Women's World Cup. And in about an hour and a half's time, she'll be uh, walking the Matildas team out in those Asian qualifiers for the Olympic Games just across the road from our SEN studios here at Optus Stadium at HBF Park in front of a capacity house as they take on Iran. The first of three games that will see the Matildas. And they are the biggest talking point, certainly, in sport on this side of the country, if not around the country at the moment. The exposure that they've received has been enormous, both by the fans and also by the media. The top seven biggest stories of the week, all thanks to the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. Just before we take a break, let's get the latest from the leg up, Australia's fastest-growing tipping service. 
Here's Blake Johnston. G'day, fellas. Cox Play weekend. It's an exciting time for everybody involved in the sport. Heading to the feature, I'm with one of the three-year-olds. I'm with Militarise. He sets up perfectly. He comes into the race with no weight on his back under weight for age conditions, and he draws perfectly. His win in the Golden Rose was that of a good horse. The race was basically all over when he got clear, but he savaged the line, and he got over the top of them to win. Then he went to the Caulfield Guineas. Nothing went right for him there. He got too far back in a race that wasn't run to suit, and the headwind didn't help either. His horse that's going to eat up 2,000 metres, and if he's within striking distance, I reckon he can get over the top of them. Good luck if you follow, fellas. Yeah, good on you. Thanks very much, Blake. Get a leg up on the bookies with Australia's fast-growing tipping service, legup.com.au. And what's gambling really costing you? Feel free or for free and confidential support. You can visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 24 past five. This is Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. We're going to look at the uh, big Hockey One program that's just got underway, uh, featuring our very own Perth Thundersticks. And then also later in the program, we'll preview the Perth Glory match uh, in the A-League men's competition against Wellington Phoenix coming up on Saturday. So don't go away. This is Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Great to have you company on the program. Aaron Zalewski is the captain of our Kookaburras. As we know, the Hockey Roos and the Kookaburras have both secured their place at the Paris 2024 Olympic Games after winning the Oceania Cup against their trans-Tasman rivals, New Zealand, uh, recently. And we're going to talk about uh, the campaign, but also talk about the Hockey One campaign that's just got underway as well, the National uh, Hockey Competition. Aaron, thanks for joining us on the program. Mate, no worries. It's uh, always a pleasure to speak. Ah, oh, you're a good man. Aaron, what, before we talk about the Hockey One season uh, that's uh, just got underway, what about the Kookaburras? What's their program now leading up to Paris? What have you got in front of you? Mate, we're, um, it never stops, our program. We're pretty busy at the moment. We're spending quite a lot of time in Bold Park, the hills of Perth, doing quite a bit of conditioning as a, as a pre-season of sorts for the back end of the year to just get the the K's in our legs as we prepare for for Paris next year so we can come back from Christmas, hopefully, and just get into hockey. Um, But it's not always fun running up those hills, so um, we're trying to get through it. We're gritting our teeth, we're sweating, but we're getting there. (laughs) Good stuff. And I gather the Hockey One League is just a perfect way to play high-profile hockey leading into such an important year for both the Kookaburras and the Hockey Roos next year. Yeah, it certainly is. Bit of a breeding ground for, for future Kookaburras and Hockey Roos as well. So always nice to see some young talent coming through in the comp and being televised as well is such a great platform for, for hockey in Australia. And for us, we don't really get to play that many high-pressure, high-profile games. So to do that in Hockey One League and some pressure and intensity and a few different rules thrown there in there as well um, is certainly something that, that we're enjoying and making sure we're getting the most of. Well, our very own Perth well. Thundersticks men's team uh, is looking to go one better off the back of winning silver at last year's tournament. Didn't start that well this season. Got beaten by the Tassie Tigers in the first game. 
Second game, um, but we, we won our first game against Canberra here. I think it was a few weeks ago, a 35-degree day, so a nice way to start the campaign. <laughs> but we were in Tassie on the weekend. We actually played quite well, um, and we had you know quite a momentum of pressure during that game. Um, but their keeper had a blinder, as they always do, and they held us out for a 2-1 win on their end. So it was a bit disappointing, and sometimes when you feel like you've had the run of the green, the run of the game, but you can't get over the line, it can be even more frustrating. So um, it wasn't a somber trip home. We took some positives away, but um, there was a little bit of disappointment that it would fuel us on for the next few weeks. Uh, and the next assignment is against the Hockey Club Melbourne, correct? Yep, that's this Sunday down at Perth. So if you're in, in town, get down and watch us play Hockey Club Melbourne. Yeah, and uh, have you got a couple of players coming back? I believe what James Day, Trent Mitten could be included this week. Yeah, pretty handy additions having uh, Daisy. He scored three, I think, in our first game. So having him come back in, uh, Trent Mitten, former Kookaburra, and just goal-scoring extraordinaire. Um, so good to have him in the front line as well. Hopefully causing some havoc for, for the Melbourne defenders. We've also got a few guys going out. There's a there's a trip to Johor for some of our Junior World Cup prospects. Um, so we'll miss a few of them in Cam Geddes and, and Brody Foster, who was in last week. So a couple ins, a couple outs. Um, but hopefully they can balance out nicely and the result can go in our favour. So how long does the season run? Um, I'm pretty sure. It's a good question. I'm not in the administration side of hockey, but I think it goes for about seven or eight weeks. There's um, just a series of games nationally, so we usually play one here, then we'll travel the next week, play away, uh, and so on and so forth until we kind of work our way through all of those different states. So I think about seven weeks uh, into finals after that. So, yeah, maybe we're looking at just shy of, of two and a half months, something like that for the season. Yeah, and when you look at the women's team, they've started beautifully, undefeated at the moment, uh, uh, in a top-of-the-table clash against the Hockey Club of Melbourne this week. Um, and no doubt they're looking to improve on their bronze medal result from last year. So the women have started off very well. Yeah, very impressive. Um, you know, and it's always good to see uh, the women going well as well. It certainly, um, I guess, creates that culture around us as a, as a, as a hockey state and, and, you know, brings us together. So always good to see the girls going well and getting some really good results in the first couple of rounds. We know that certainly sports like hockey are very important and has got a very strong regional base. You yourself uh, come from the southwest of the state. What about the sport in relation to out in the regions and the type of players that you can maybe recruit into the big smoke that eventually could be part of a make-up like the Perth Thundersticks? Uh, I mean, hockey's a, a place that's really celebrated in the regions. Uh, I grew up in Mark River, but a lot of uh, Kookaburras, Hockey Roos and, and state players come from regional areas and there's big hubs of hockey. And the one thing I've always loved about hockey is not just the game, but the community aspect of it. It really feels like a close-knit community. And I think people in the regions can celebrate and get around that as well. So um, certainly if you're out in the regions, if you're a kid playing in the regions, um, you know, there's always a spot for you to come through the ranks and pathways. And one thing that I certainly benefited from was, was playing against bigger bodies, uh, older players, you know, quite young in my career. And I think for me, that actually set me up for when I came to the city a little bit more experienced um, as I was progressing through those ranks. So um, certainly there's some benefits to being out bush. And of course, uh, the other thing, Aaron, even though it happened a few months ago when it was uh, confirmed that the state hockey program or the national hockey program will be continue to be based at the state uh, 
uh, Curtin University Centre there. That's been the centre of excellence for hockey for many, many years. So that was a big, big bonus, wasn't it, a few months ago when it was secured there again? Yeah, great to see hockey staying in Perth. Um, obviously a place that you get pretty familiar with in if you're in the national program. And it was really, you know, encouraging to see the state, the university and um, quite a few notable people around Perth and our sponsors get around that campaign as well. So looking forward to that. It's pretty exciting. I think it's something near $130 million being poured into, um, you know, the, the redevelopment of the hockey centre. So... Um, hopefully, you know, I'm still around to see some of that, but we'll have to wait and see if, um, you know, how quickly those builds happen because, you know, I see some buildings go up in the city and think, all right, what's going on there? It's been like that for two or three years. Yeah, well, it's a big one, isn't it, on uh, Sunday. For those people that haven't seen a Hockey One program and maybe may venture down to Curtin University on Sunday afternoon, uh, tell us about the matches, no doubt back-to-back Sunday afternoon. So there's plenty for everyone, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, two games. Um, you know, hockey lies pretty bit of a spectacle. They're really fast games, so I think you get through them in something like sixty or seventy minutes. Um, so you know, if you think you're there for three hours, you get to see two games: a hockey men's game and a women's game. And you know, not many stoppages. We do do penalty corners, but if you score a goal, a field goal, you get to have a penalty shootout afterwards, or what we call yeah, a shootout, which adds another dimension and a little bit more excitement for the crowd to get involved with those sort of moments that, um, you know, we can really celebrate goals and shootouts and penalty corners. So uh, it's a great spectacle, great live event. The game's really fast. Both teams are trying to attack. That's the whole uh, premise of hockey. You really get on the on the front foot and attack and create some exciting play for, for fans and supporters alike. And how are you going? Congratulations. You became a dad about six months ago. Sleepless <laughs> nights still, or have you settled back into a routine? Oh. You know what, parenting, I could say, if I could say one word that, that kind of describes the experience so far, it would be um, amazing but inconsistent. I think two <laughs> nights ago she slept through the whole night and then last night, you know, she was up at four o'clock and we couldn't mm. seem to get her back to sleep for, for, you know, what felt like an eternity at that time of night. But loving it, yeah, it's certainly grateful. Sometimes you, you play a game of hockey and you, you might not get the result you want and you, you get to come home and think, geez, it wasn't all that bad, you know, and I've got a, a baby girl here and, um, you know, loving family and to put, put things yeah. into, into perspective pretty quickly. And in about 20 years' time, you'll be having sleepless nights again because you'll be going out with a mate and you're wondering when she's going to come back home. Uh, Good on you, Aaron. Thanks for joining us, mate. And it should be a beauty Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your time. Uh, Great. Cheers for having me, guys. Good on you. Aaron Zalewski there, the captain of the Kookaburras and, of course, also the Perth Thundersticks. And, of course, uh, the JDH Hockey One League. Tickets at hockeyone.com.au and catch every match live and free on 7 Plus. And if you're keen to see the Perth Thundersticks in action, we've got uh, about 10 double passes to their next home game on Sunday, the 29th of October. Just give us a call to claim your tickets. And that number to call is 13 12 55. All right. Uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to come back and have a look at the Perth Glory. They're getting ready for their big match, a long-distance derby against the Wellington Phoenix on Saturday, 7.30 in Wellington in the evening, Saturday night, 12.30 our time with a five-hour time difference. And as we know, the Matildas get underway in about an hour and 20 minutes. Their 11th consecutive sellout. Quite amazing. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. 
and Toolmark, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. Great to have your company on Saturday. The Perth Glory, they've in the long-distance derby. They played the Newcastle Jets last Sunday, two-all draw, and now have flown all the way to Wellington, the capital of New Zealand, to take on the Wellington Phoenix. It's a night game over there, 7.30 kickoff in Wellington. Because of the five-hour time difference, it'll be around about 12.30 lunchtime here in Perth, Western Australia. And we're going to have a chat to one of the young players, a midfielder who's playing in his third season at the senior level for the Perth Glory. I know him as Giordano. He's known as Gio, and people call him as G, one of the three. But anyway, thanks for joining us, uh, G. How are you? Hey, Peter. How are you? Good. How's... Yeah, very good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. How was the flight to, to the land of the long white cloud? It's a long way. How did you actually get there? I gather you might have gone through, what, Sydney or Melbourne and then down to Wellington? Um, this year we decided to do the straight flight to Auckland. So a nice seven-hour seven hour flight straight here to arrive at 6 a.m. in the morning, but everything was all good. We got here nice and safe. What's been the feedback after the first game, a two-all draw? You conceded, as we know, that late equaliser in time added on the other day against Newcastle Jets. But what was the general feeling inside the camp about the first up, first up performance? Yeah, obviously it's not nice to concede so late and, and draw the game when we when we thought we should have won, but... The overall mood around the camps is, is still positive. We we were a bit shaky after the brilliant start they had in the first half, but then we sort of backed off towards the end. But in the second half, we improved a lot more and we looked a lot more threatening. So positive signs from the camp. As I mentioned, this is your third season in the senior squad. Do you feel that this squad is coming together and could produce some exciting games and hopefully a bit of success over maybe the next 12 months or so? Yeah, I do. I really, I really think that we've we've gelled together in this long, long preseason that we've had, and under the new new coaching staff, we've we've come together. And in the second half, we had a lot of the attacking football, so the the crowd should be very excited to see a, a good Perth Glory team this year. Alan Stanjic is the new coach, uh, known as the Gaffer. That's what Adam Taggart calls him, uh, because a lot of the English yep. people call him Gaffers. Has he sat down with you and given you a bit of an idea what he expects to get out of you? Um, not really as of such, but obviously in regards to speaking with the team, everyone knows knows their roles in which he wants us to play and, and we just got to follow them and, and trust the process in which he's, he's given us. And what about yourself? You're, you're very much a midfielder. You love to have the ball at your feet. You've got a good strike. You've scored some classic goals in your short time at the Perth Glory. Will your role change in any way? Yeah, look, obviously, um, over the past couple of years, I've played more more in the attacking midfield side of things. And this year, it's a bit of a change role in the number six. But as you said, I love having the ball at my feet. So getting on the ball a lot more is is good for me and, and dictating the play. And hopefully you'll see me go up the field a lot more throughout the season and try to score a couple more. As we know, it's important for the star players to stay fit. One of the most skillful players in the squad is Salim Khalifi, the Tunisian, who has signed a long-term deal with the Perth Glory, missed a lot of last season through to injury. He's such an important player and such an exciting player to watch, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, probably one of the quickest feet players that I've ever seen in my in my career, and and such a silky player to have in your team and and wanting to have in your team. It's always hard to maybe win away from home, but saying that, when you look at the Wellington Phoenix, uh, what's your general view on the type of team they are and how you can maybe get something out of this game on Saturday? Yeah, obviously it's the the longest distance derby in, in the A-League, so where we're coming here and we, we want to take the three points, but Wellington's a good side. They've got some good players up top in Devada, Barbarusis and the like, so... But we know they're key threats. We know that they've they've got a lot of damage up top, but we'll look to expose them at the back because we've obviously got a good front line also and we'll, we'll look to take the game to them. It's interesting when you look at uh, your family, uh, G. Collie, because a couple of days ago I spoke to your grandfather, the great Francis Burns, who knew Sir Bobby Charlton so well and we reflected on Sir Bobby's uh, career while your grandfather and Bobby were both at Manchester United and they kept in contact. Uh, how much of an influence, before we get to your immediate family, has your granddad been? Because it's been, football's been his life. Yeah, of course. Um, he's been probably my biggest idol in, in football and the person that I, I look up to and want to aspire to to get to the level in which he did. Um, and the players that he played with were, unbelievable so for him to play with them was amazing and for him in this time with obviously Sir Bobby passing away is is not not the best but we just keep in touch um keep in high stead and and make sure that he's doing all right through this hard time yeah no I know Francis and I've known Francis for a long time and he gets so much excitement out of watching his nephew play, which is yourself. And on the other hand, of course, your dad's been involved, Ori, in local football for many years, hasn't he? Predominantly, is he president of Bayswater at the moment? Yeah, he's the, he's the president of Bayswater at the moment, yes. Yeah, and he loves his football as well. Yeah, I mean, the the whole family is pretty football-orientated and he's the way in which he's pushed me in, in my life in football is, is something I couldn't couldn't trade back for anything. He's, he's pushed me to the limits to which I've gotten to today. So Now, when you were growing up, uh, G, did you follow Juventus or did you have to follow Manchester United because of your granddad? <laughs> um, it, to be fair, I, I had to follow both of them. I couldn't, I couldn't pick a side. <laughs> but when I, when I was younger, it was a lot more Manchester United. But in, in the coming years, it's been Juventus as United haven't been doing so well. But I'm still, I'm still a great supporter of Man United, of course. Now, I know your father and your grandmother got two daughters, uh, and I know them both. Natalie's your mum and Samantha's the, uh, the auntie. Uh, are they interested in football or they just go along for the ride? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a very common theme in which we come to the dinner table and it's always the girls on one side and the boys always talking about football <laughs> on the other side. Okay. In that regard, they don't, they don't love it the most, but, but they know that football is life and, and they get involved in every aspect of it. And as we let you go, you would have started kicking a football in the backyard at a very young age, I gather. Yeah, uh, getting getting bullied around by my my big brother was was a big part of it, and, and that's how I probably got a bit of my toughness from from him giving it to me. But yeah, from a very very young age. And finally, G, when you look at the A League, and you're one of the younger players for the Perth Glory, no doubt you've got aspirations to maybe play at a higher level. Is that is that what's driving you? Yeah, of course. Obviously, last year I didn't 
feature as much as I wanted to. <laughs> so hopefully going off this year, I want to have a really good season and, and go from there and see if I can possibly go further. Or if not, I'm, I'm quite happy staying at Perth Glory, then my hometown club, and uh, I want to win trophies here. Good on you, mate. Well, thanks for joining us. Good luck for the game on Saturday against the Wellington Phoenix. It won't be easy because, as you mentioned earlier, they've got some experienced players and they tend to play pretty well at home. It's early in the season. be great to get something out of the contest and we wish you the best of luck and all the best to you for the remainder of the season. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Cheers, Peter. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Great to have a chat there to Giordano or Gio or G. Colley. He goes under three names, uh, the Perth Glory midfielder, head of their game against the Wellington Phoenix uh, on Saturday down there in Wellington. Just for Irrigir, Irrigir is here. Just a sports news update regarding one of uh, Australian cricket's uh, greatest ever and the Australian cricket community is rallying around Greg Chappell to help the cricket legend's financial struggles. Now, Chappell has reluctantly agreed to a GoFundMe page being set up for him, along with a testimonial lunch to be held at the MCG next week, hosted by Eddie Maguire and attended by cricket greats, including brothers Ian and Trevor. Now, Chappell is considered one of Australia's greatest ever batsmen, scoring 24 centuries across 87 test matches during the 1970s and 1980s. And among... Those with fast bowler Dennis Lilly and late uh, wicketkeeper Rod Marsh Chapel was part of an iconic trio that defected to Kerry Packer's World Series cricket, if you recall, in the late 1970s. But unlike Lilly and Marsh, Chapel didn't receive a fundraising testimonial at the end of his career to help uh, set him up after retiring from cricket. Chapel, who rents in Adelaide, said he is doing fine, but he's certainly not living a life of luxury as a result of his cricketing career. A sports news update headlines there for Irrigear. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. By the way, you can join the Red Army this NBL season by becoming a Perth Wildcats member today. Do it before they take on the Brisbane Bullets uh, tomorrow night at RAC Arena. And before I go, just reminding you about the huge promotion SEN is running at the moment. Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American football's biggest game worth over $70,000. All you need to do is just shop in-store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance to win TNCs do apply. Hope you've enjoyed the Sports Day WA. All thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre serving WA for over 45 years. So that's another week done and dusted for Sports Day WA. I look forward to your company again from 5 o'clock on Monday when we do it all again for another week. It's been a busy week. Uh, Go the Matildas tonight. It's just an absolute frenzy regarding the Matildas. Kickoff tonight, 7 o'clock against Iran. Then they're here. 3.15 kickoff on a Sunday afternoon against the Philippines at Optus Stadium, could set an Optus Stadium attendance record. Wait and see if that happens. It isn't officially a sellout, and if everybody turns up, it will be an Optus Stadium record attendance. And, of course, next Wednesday, they take on Chinese Taipei back at HBF Stadium. And you'll hear all the news right here on Sports Day WA. Thanks to Jimmy for his hard work during the course of the week, my producer, and also Paul Heath, Heater 
who's panelled uh, the program superbly today. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your sport. Enjoy whatever you may do. And I'll catch you 5 o'clock on Monday right here on SENWA.